You are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you all Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Happy birthday to L.A.'s very own The Game. Uh, He did something that was really, really awesome that was at a festival here, right here in Leimert Park, just a couple of months ago. He was supposed to perform. But I guess they were running behind. He came there and he stood there on stage and just talked to the people for about 25 minutes. It was the realest thing I had ever seen. And more more likely than not, that is the only time he has ever done that and will ever do that. I thought it was just such a cool thing to do. He was just... Uh, talking and motivating them and all that stuff so anyway shout out to the game uh it is wednesday tomorrow i'm gonna be the mother of 17 year olds uh-huh applause 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 to my baby girls yes that is 17 year olds meaning they are twins shout out to brooklyn and madison uh we are looking forward to that And I am looking forward to today's conversations with you. Uh, I do have a couple of announcements, just a few. Um, It is also Chadwick Boseman's birthday. Wow. Wow. Chadwick Chadwick Boseman, as you all know, the actor who he was he's he was just a brilliant actor regardless. But everybody knew him, especially from Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Um, You know, so happily, happy heavenly birthday to Chadwick Boseman. Also, in other good news, Glamour Magazine names Mary J. Blige Woman of the Year. I think that's pretty cool, but here's what's interesting. As relevant as Mary J. Blige has stayed over more than a couple of decades, she you don't really hear much about her. She is in the cut, and she's still named Woman of the Year by Glamour Magazine. So that that's great for her. I mean, that is really great for her. She's still putting out music, but she's act, acting now and uh, a few other things, but other than that, you don't hear anything about Miss Mary J. Blige. So uh, that is great news for her. And also, if you are a fan of that 2000s show, Girlfriends, which I was a diehard fan of Girlfriends, you might be happy in hearing that the show, uh, Girlfriends, their, its executive producer, Kelsey Grammer, um, he's speaking on the possibility of a return of that show. He said he says we'll see what happens. Here's the thing about it though. When I when I go back and watch shows that I used to love, it don't hit the same. It don't hit the same. I leave well enough alone. Leave, leave it alone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to know from you all. Do you have shows that if you that you used to love back in the day and if you tried to watch it right now, <laughs> Andy, you looking like you do. <laughs> if you tried to watch it right now, it will not hit the same. I've tried it. I've done it. it it's just it's it's just too uh, it's too memorable when it happened. Um, you would think it it would bring back a nostalgic moment watching it, but nah, it doesn't doesn't do it for me. What about you, Andy? I think one of the most recent uh, shows was Full House that came back um, as Fuller House, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, it and did. Uh, you know there was some nostalgic moments you know what i'm saying seeing everybody growing up but it just didn't hit the same I, and i don't know if it's because you know when you're a youth yeah you know you 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 absorb things a little bit differently as opposed to you know when you're older i don't know if 
that plays a factor. But uh, that Fuller house just it didn't hit. <laughs> yeah, it never really does. I think it's it's all a matter of, you know, when we used to watch those shows, maybe you had a routine. You would come home from school. You make a bowl of cereal. You'd make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, whatever you a ham sandwich, a bologna sandwich. <laughs> you used to sit down and watch the TV, whatever you did. You would get in front of that TV. It, it all mattered. It was all an experience. So try to, you know, go back watching it right now as an adult is just definitely much, much different. But um, anyway, for maybe the new generation, girlfriends would be a great return. Well, anyway, if you do want to call in on today's topics, you can do that by calling 1-800-920-1580. You could also join us right now as some of you are doing already over in our YouTube chat. And that's at KBLA 1580 as well. Andy, let's just go ahead and get to the Rob Report. Now it's time for a breakdown. All right. I, 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 here's the deal. I, I agree with you this one time, Mr. Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> Andy's trying to bring me over, but this one time only, I am agreeing with Dr. Umar Johnson, who says that hip-hop has done more damage than good. In, in its 50 years, it's done more damage and... He, he goes on. He makes some actual, some some great statements. And we'll get to those statements. We'll get to our opinions on the matter. Um, and maybe if there's anything we can do to maybe turn this thing around, um, this, this genre, this multi-billion dollar genre of hip-hop. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about Nardo Wick. I, I don't know much about this guy. I'll be honest with you. He is a rapper. He's on the come up. Um, but we are going to talk. I think it's really important, actually. There's a, a viral video that's going around now, and he is apologizing to um, the mother and just to people of a fan who actually approached him to get a picture in his entourage just assaulted him out of nowhere. Obviously, you can't see the video. You can do your best to look it up. But we're, we're, we need to talk about that and what happens and what should happen when these rappers or anybody else for that matter, maybe you came from the hood, maybe you came from, uh, from humble beginnings and you have friends also who came from that from those same means and you guys are all trying to make it together who you should bring who you should not bring who do you need to leave behind this is so important so we're going to talk about that as well and maybe even get to some other things on the other side but right now you are listening to the raw report and we're going to uh talk about all of this great stuff on the other side you're listening to kbla talk 1580 hey i'm damian young i'm chilling with robin on the raw report and joining me today, uh, no one new to this, uh, this industry and this entertainment stuff, but she's semi-new to the Raw Report. We're having her back on the line with us today from BuzzFeed. Please welcome Chelsea Stewart back to the Raw Report. Hello to you, Chelsea. Hey, Robin. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you so much. How is your Wednesday going? <laughs> It was good. It's a lot going on in the news, of course. So that's always really interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, being that, you, I'm sure you are watching all the things. A lot of it is repetitive. There are more updates on things that have been going on. Like we knew about King Harris, which I talked about the other day. He had gotten into an altercation with his parents. You know, there are some updates with that. There are more updates regarding Diddy. 
And now his bodyguard is speaking out. I mean, these types of things are going to go on and on and on. But, you know, there are some other things that stick out, you know, and they they sort of poke out. And I try to grab a hold while I can, um, such as this Dr. Mm -hmm. Umar conversation. I mean, I usually... I don't know about you, Chelsea, but this is is me and me and Dr. Umar don't necessarily see eye to eye. I think a lot of it mm-hmm. is his delivery. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's what he says, but oftentimes it is his delivery. I feel he's yelling at us um, and, and it just sort of turns me off from just the things that he says, period. Um, but in mm-hmm. this particular clip that we're getting ready to play, I can't deny that I agree with this man. He is making his claim that hip-hop has done more damage than good in the 50 years that it's that it's been alive. Uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to it, and I want to get your, your thoughts on the other side. Has hip-hop benefited the black community overall? Has this been a plus or has this been a minus? Now, let's go to the institution. Hip-hop is the most influential musical form in the world right now. 50 years, it is a multi-billion dollar industry, of course, dominated by European Jews. But yet and still, many of these artists are are very wealthy. Not a single institution has come from hip hop in 50 years. Am I supposed to ignore that? Am I supposed to act like these young brothers out here who pushing death and destruction, sexual exploitation and miscegenation of black women, these young brothers who out here pushing drug selling, going to jail and everything possibly illegal to children. I'm supposed to believe that this was a blessing to the black community when you brainwashing our kids and on top of the brainwash, on top of the toxic content, you don't even come back to the community and do anything good for it except give out some damn turkeys and sneakers. Are you kidding me? Mm. With the type of money that hip hop has generated around the world, this should be at least 25 black Wall Streets in America right now. Mm. I cannot deny that 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 one hit my soul. I, I watched it and it mm-hmm. actually hit my soul. Give me your thoughts, though, um, whether you agree or not. And then are are there any ways that maybe you've thought of in the past or you, you can think of now that would get us off on a great start when it comes when I say us, I'm talking about the community. I'm talking about the the community of hip hop, which we all are a part of in some way, shape or form. It's like you have no choice these days. But is there a way to sort of uh, begin that journey of what he's talking about, turning this whole narrative around? Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I physically do not agree with Dr. Umar. I think he can be kind of loud and and oftentimes I think his points can be a little misguided or maybe misinformed. Um, In this particular situation, I think it's definitely something worth uh, taking into consideration. At the same time, I do feel like it's important to not make these kind of like blanket statements about hip hop artists and what they're doing. I feel like there's so many conscious artists out, whether it's like a, a J. Cole or a Kendrick Lamar or a Rhapsody that are making music intentionally that uplifts and empowers our community. I know he also mentioned um, there not being institutions within the Black community created by hip-hop artists, which isn't fully true. You have people like Pharrell and Diddy um, that have opened schools, and that doesn't include all the artists that are that are donating exorbitant amounts mm-hmm. to school systems from Chance the Rapper to, to Jay-Z. Um, so you do see it happen. Killer Mike, um, I'm based in Atlanta, so he does a lot of great work here. He has 
uh, banking platform that aims to create wealth within the Black community. You have Tiffany Haddish, who I'll include because I think she's rapping now, um, but she was trying to open a grocery store in L.A. a couple of years ago. So um, I say all that to say that you do see artists that are funneling money within our community for the betterment of the community that I don't think they would be able to do if it wasn't for Mm -hmm. hip-hop. But I do think at the root of what Dr. Umar was saying was concern, which feels there in in valid. I think there are a lot of harmful and negative messages for sure um, being pushed in mainstream music. And so I think we need to look at the why. We need to hold uh, artists and these labels accountable and then also organize and make sure that people know about these resources and know about these school systems and Black-owned businesses and grocery stores. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you you make excellent points there. Um, And while I agree with you, I will say that Dr. Umar's point was that um, there's more there's it's created more damage than good, meaning that there has been some good. And so to your point there, obviously, we can't lay an entire blanket statement on the entire industry. Um, And I agree with you. And I I think the the problem that I have is um, we we love the negative news. You know, um, people Mm -hmm. talk about the fact that they hate it. They hate seeing it. It's depressing. It's heavy when we watch too much of it. But we we flock to it. You know, we we run to these websites and to these blogs to learn about all this negative news. And obviously, media has a large part to play. I always talk about media when it comes to that, Um, in particular, black media. I'm 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 in the black community and I'm in black media. So, um, Mm -hmm. I'll find the faults and I don't have a problem pointing out all the faults. But, you know, the problem is that we do not get enough. um, We we don't get enough. You know, the people that you named, there isn't enough praise around what they are doing. You know, Keith Lee, Mm -hmm. the TikTok food critic, Keith Lee, he mentioned he he actually called out the shade room at one point because um, there was a video that they posted and it was drawing all the negative attention to the fact that his wife had purchased him a car. But all the commenters were saying she used Keith Lee's money to buy, you know, his car. And he told the shade room, he was like, out of all the things that I do, We've raised, you know, hundreds of thousands of of dollars for people. We have helped to save people's businesses. He's, you know, uh, you know, you know what Keith Lee has done at this point, marketing and all of that. He says, but you don't post any of it. All the good things, you don't post any of it. This was maybe the first or second time that the Shade Room had posted him. And most of the most of the time it's negative. So to your point, mm-hmm. you know, you you almost have to go searching for the people who are doing great things. Last week, I talked about um, this incredible foundation that I believe is is on the way to doing some really incredible things with some of hip hop's founders, such as uh, Scarface, Dougie Fresh, Rakim, Nas. Um, there was the Grandmaster Awards. It, it's a paid in full foundation. And. They're doing some incredible things. There is this committee and they they've come together to uh, Felicia Horowitz, who who started this with Steve Stout and several others. But they've come together and uh, not only are they recognizing artists from back in the day who used to give us the real the real, you know, reality of, of hip hop. 
and uh, mm-hmm. they actually, you know, have have granted them these um, these these grants of money so that they continue to make music. But what do you think about where hip hop has gone? You know, when I think about hip hop and, and when it first started, some of the people that I used to listen to, it, it's, it seemed to me that it was more about their reality. You know, think about Will Smith and uh, so DJ Jazzy, Jeff and the Fresh Prince when they had parents just don't understand mm-hmm. that real life narrative that that happened when they were teenagers. And they're talking about parents really just don't understand. They weren't talking about drugs. They weren't talking about anything like that. Um, but mm-hmm. you, you know, it's come from something so innocent almost as that to a lot of these, uh, talking about drugs and, and violence and all that in today's music, glamorizing it as a matter of fact, what, what do you think about the direction that it's gone and can it be turned back around at some point? Yeah, I think, I think that is really, really unfortunate. We, live in a society where cliques kind of dictate everything. And so you mentioned like the shade room and, and how these outlets tend to focus on the negative aspects of things. And just through like experience um, as a reporter, you do sort of find that when you cover more of like a, a happier topic or something like that, it won't get the response that something as dramatic will Um, I think the same thing goes for the music industry. You know, you do see a lot of negativity glamorized and and people feed into that and and they spread it and it's just viral constantly. And I I think on our end, that just requires us to be a little more intentional about what we're listening to, what we're demanding when we're listening to the radio or listening to a playlist on, on Spotify or you know, any sort of platform like that, I think we just need to sort of, um, you know, not engage with the the harmful messages and music that uh, is being pushed. You're right about that. I don't know how how easy or difficult that might be for for this newer generation, because it seems to be that that's that's all they get their their information from when they go to, again, these blogs. And, you know, we as adults and you know us who come from a different generation we know how to actually go and seek out information we know how to seek out truth but we don't rely on what's mm-hmm. just been given to us just in our faces we don't rely on that um Lavelle Delone inside of our YouTube he says is it just hip hop do we have a university of rock and roll sex drugs and rock and roll the most popular saying in the 80s disco music was full of cocaine jazz music had heroin um and then he says every genre has had pros and cons. The energy it takes to be critical can be used to be productive. Um, I, and I, I definitely hear you on that, Lavelle. I agree with you. But I also think it's important to, um, to, to, to have conversations around this. You know, um, Dr. Umar is making a great point. <laughs> he says, you know, oftentimes, and, and we can all agree that we see this. And, and, and again, this isn't. I'm not trying to put put a blanket statement on it, but we we know this to be true. You do see a lot of these rappers or people who are inside um, the the hip hop community come back during Thanksgiving. They'll they'll give out turkeys, which is great, and I'm not knocking that. But 
this is the extent of it. I wonder, though, if this is more of a mentality thing, something that's been passed down, because we know we can we can label all all these things about our community. We can label and we can kind of uh, depict where it's come from. But there's sort of this scarcity mindset that when you come into money, when you come into resources, I got to take care of me and mine. That's my very close knit mm-hmm. community, my family, not necessarily thinking about us as a whole, which I feel that a lot of other um, uh, ethnicities and races have have actually uh, created organizations for the community, for the for the greater good. For they know that it's going to pass down when they're long when they're gone, and we don't necessarily have that mindset. Um, do you want to respond to that? Yeah, I think that's a really good good point. I'm just thinking back to the pandemic and, you know, people that had that scarcity mindset and they were running out and buying like all the toilet paper and everything up. I think that definitely applies to this situation. And yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. I think, again, this is where we sort of just need to organize and say, you know, listen, this is not what we are listening to my kids aren't listening to this and you know trying to stop that consumption where we can I think it's as you said like a hard thing to do uh kids have their own access to different platforms and music but I think where we can we need to be stepping in and and kind of like intervening and maybe making different suggestions Mm -hmm. for uh, things that we can, you know, be consuming music-wise. Yeah, good point. Um, we're going to continue to have our conversation on the other side, and I'm going to talk about this poll a little bit, the results of the poll, and I actually want to ask Chelsea as well on the other side. But right now we've got news, traffic, and sports. You're listening to The Rob Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on The Rob Report. Yeah, this is the one right here. Hey, we are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. If you're just joining us, welcome on in here. If I haven't said it lately, I love you, Andy. Okay, I truly do. You are that guy. Andy is is so in tune with everything. And, you know, everybody loves Andy. They're always shouting him out and saying hello to him and all that good stuff. Uh, Come on in here. We are just... um, Having a wonderful conversation with our contributor on the line, Chelsea Stewart from BuzzFeed. And we're talking about Dr. Umar, who says that hip hop, basically, it has done more damage than it has done good in its 50 years. He says, basically, these people who are within this community, they come back and they give away turkeys at Thanksgiving. Like, wow, thanks a lot. (laughs) And And we're not doing anything more such as creating organizations and and things to give back to the community uh, at large. Um, Andy, did you want to jump in here? Yeah, I just wanted to um, uh, chime in on what Lavelle had to say um, regarding, like, you know, rock and roll and other genres of music having their cons as well, too. I think we need to get to a point, and it's just, you know, my opinion, where we stop comparing ourselves to other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just look at ourselves in the mirror and just want what's best for us. Yeah. Bump what they got going on over there, the pros and cons over there. Let's just 
look at ourselves and have a want to do better yeah point blank period mm-hmm. okay here here i hear that i agree with that um before we move on to uh this next conversation about nardo wick I have over here this question because we're talking about girlfriends and whether the show is going to come back. Now, Chelsea, are you a, were you a fan of Girlfriends, the TV show? I was a fan. I'm still sad about the finale and how that ended. I watched the show again in COVID and just couldn't believe that it ended off on such a note with no closure. Okay, so I'm glad that you said that. So when you watched it back in when during COVID, you still got the same vibe. You still felt the same um, as watching it when you did years prior. I think in some ways, some things are definitely outdated. I think the show premiered in like the early 2000s. So the visuals are a little off and cloudy and murky. I think it also had like a live track, which you really don't see anymore. But for the most part, I feel like it still kind of hit at the heart. It's great, like seeing the show where that sisterhood is is key and at the center of it. Um, So, yeah, for the most part, I think it was still very nostalgic and and good to kind of see that representation. Well, I tried to watch it back and I couldn't get past episode two. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get past that when I used to be an avid fan. Like when I tell you that was my thing and uh, Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't watch it. According to you all over in our YouTube uh, inside the poll. The question is, do you have favorite TV shows or movies that you used to love that no longer give you the feels? 64% of you say yes, and uh, 36% say no. So, um, you know, we'll see if if Girlfriends is going to come back. And, you know, obviously I'm going to give you that information on the Raw Report. But let's go let's go and move on. To this really sad, sad topic, as a matter of fact, it's it's a guy named Nardo Wick, who I am just not as familiar with because he's he's young and he's on the rise. But, you know, all these younger rappers have their own fans. They have a lot of fans, actually. And there was a point where this gentleman, this rapper was coming out of a van and there was this guy, a fan who walks up and he's just trying to get a picture of him, of his of his favorite rapper. And two guys from the entourage come and assault this guy twice and laid him out on the floor. He wound up being hospitalized. Thank God it was, it was um, caught on video. The police are now looking for that. They've posted the, uh, the, the photos of these guys and they're looking for them. I'm sure that it's not going to be hard to find and I'm sure they're going to pay. But now Nardo has um, apologized to his mother. Even he says before the video footage even came out when he found out when he saw right in front of him what happened. He said that he was so upset. I'll let you hear it in your own words. Let's just take a listen to Nardo. I don't condone that situation that happened. I don't stand for that situation that happened. I was fully under what that situation was about to take place. As soon as it happened, I tried to de-escalate the situation. And after the situation, I, I, I got in contact with his mama. I sent him my number. I called, asked how he was doing. I told her I'd do anything to make it up to him as a fan. You feel me? I, I told her to keep me updated on his health. And, and, and it ain't about trying to stop nothing from happening because I don't want to get this with nothing. It ain't none of that. You feel me? I, I genuinely care about the fan. That's all I'm worrying about right now. I don't give a damn about like what everybody talking about. Talking about sue, sue, sue. I don't care about that. They're they going to do what they got to do. They do what they do. You feel me? Right now, I'm worrying about the fan. Mate. He's straight. And I, you feel me? I just want him to know that I ain't condone that. I ain't want that to happen. That ain't how I treat my fans. I love my fans. You feel me? Okay. Oh. Um. 
his mother put out a statement. I mean, as you can only imagine, seeing her, seeing that happen to her son, and now, uh, now seeing him hospitalized, she put out a, a statement where she is angry, as you can probably understand. She is going smooth off on him and off on, uh, you know, the situation that happened. And the the first thing I thought about was um, how sad it is. When there's a rising star who got an opportunity, his talent or her talent, and they're using their skills and what God blessed them with to to um, make something of themselves. And you try to bring with you the homies who maybe are just trying to get up out the hood as well. Maybe they're just trying to do some things as well. But these same people can sometimes get you in so much trouble even before you really take off. Give me your thoughts on this. And um, I've, I've said before, Chelsea, I think that rappers, especially young rappers, need to go through some type of uh, therapy. They need to go through some sort of counseling financially mentally spiritually all these things before they're able you know quote unquote to enter into the business I know that that is a long shot but those are my thoughts because I feel like things like this can be uh, prevented give me your thoughts on this yeah I totally agree with that too and have said that same thing and I think you really nailed the situation when you get famous I'm sure you want to elevate the people around you too, have them there to celebrate with and like break bread with, so to speak. But in this situation, I think this is where judge of character comes into play and you really need to be mindful of that and potential risk factors. If you have a friend that you know is maybe more temperamental, then maybe you don't want to put him in a position to be a bodyguard or something like that because in these situations, it only, you know, reflects poorly on you when you do bear some responsibility. I think Nardo had a great response. I like that he took accountability. Even in the video, you sort of hear, hear him before um, the attack escalates saying, like, calm down, stop. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great that he can do that. He's saying if the fan feels like he needs to sue, that's okay. But mm-hmm. he was just, you know, very concerned about his well-being. I think that's great to see on his part. But yeah, you definitely need to be mindful of, of who you have around you. Absolutely. And I I second that. I really, really genuinely feel like this this guy is, is sensible and that he has a good head on his shoulders. Again, you can see that in the video. He's actually trying to stop the assault. He's trying to calm his guys down. Um and again, mm-hmm. even before the video footage hit, you know, hit the Internet, he reached out to the guy's mother. He gave him he gave her his phone number. He wanted to actually keep in contact and he's checking up on them. And he put out a statement. He said, listen, that's not gangster. That's not cool. That's not like any of that. He he he's definitely not condoning this situation. And hopefully I don't know what's what what's going to happen behind the scenes, if he's going to continue to move with these guys or not. But it looks like he is um, at least taking accountability for this um, for this incident that happened. But again, I think it's just it speaks to a bigger picture. You know, these guys are so, so young and they're coming into a situation which they've never been a part of before. They don't know what it's like to enter into 
fame, to have these fans, to have this amount of money. They don't know what that's like. So to try Mm -hmm. to bring and I I say the same thing about people and their family members. You know, when you are excelling, you got to be sure. I don't care if they're family or not. Shout out to my family because everybody in my family is they they, they all on the up and up. Okay, so but Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying if they weren't. You're not coming along with me. I'm not giving you a job just because um, or putting you in a position where you can alter all, you know, all of our lives at at, uh, to a certain degree, depending upon what you may do. So I feel that way, uh, strongly feel that way. But I hope that this situation is used as an example, although I'm just not sure, because we've said that about violence we've said that about shootings when when um takeoff was was killed from the migos when we saw that happen mm-hmm. we we the the conversation was going within the industry and everybody's like if you can just use this as you know as an example of of you know reunite or uniting with our people and you know stopping the violence but then look what happens we, we continue to be violent with each other we continue to have beef with each other so yeah we may point something out as as an example that we should learn by but you know what is the likelihood that it'll actually change if that makes sense yeah when i when i saw this situation and it, it did remind me of that situation with takeoff because as you said the talking points were exactly what they are now in this situation um, with with Nardo and um, yeah, I, I'm not sure of the the response. It's such a complex situation. I think maybe you know with the with new coming artists and rising artists. Um, I think maybe as you said, like having that training from labels or lawyers about you know how to navigate fame, this very complex system would definitely help because ultimately, you know, we grow up hearing that like you are who you hang around and the people that you are around are a representation of you. And unfortunately, sometimes when these situations happen, you do tend to get lumped together. So I think just kind of having that knowledge would go a long way in helping people make smarter decisions in these kind of situations. 100%. Um, On that note, um, quickly, I'll I'll quickly speak about this, but there was a video that um, Blueface, the rapper Blueface, who was also very young in his his 20s, but he's successful, and at this point he has created a couple of other artists and both of his baby mamas, Jaden Alexis and Krishan Rock. And uh, so he's got some money. He was flying from Atlanta to L.A. And while they're in flight, they are in flight on a private jet. He tells his guy, one of somebody in his entourage, hey, tell the pilot to turn around to to land early because I want to get a burger. The guy tells him, uh, (laughs) he says, it's going to be $10,000, they said, for, for you to turn the plane around. Next thing we know, the pilot is landing the plane. They turned, the, they turned the plane around, landed the plane, and Blueface went to McDonald's to get a burger and some fries. And he said, "This this cost me ten thousand dollars." Are you kidding me? You are you, you went from Atlanta to L.A. and turned a a, a plane around for ten thousand dollars just to go get a burger. So this is a this is an example. This is a prime example of what I'm saying when. These guys, they actually don't 
foresee the future, even when they have kids and think they're just thinking about right now, what's happening right now and how they're popping right now. But anything could happen. So they Mm -hmm. should have to take some sort of courses or something like that before they're able to thrive in the business, Um, because that that is just I I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. I mean, that that actually happened. And, um, you know, this happened recently. So um, just my thoughts. I think so much does need to change within the the business. It's funny that we're all three of our conversations, all three topics today are talking about people who are inside of hip hop. Um, But I have high hopes for it. Chelsea, uh, give me your thoughts in about 30 seconds. Do you have high hopes for for um, hip hop? It is still just 50 years old, by the way. Yes, certainly. And I think that um, it it can only go up from here. I think uh, in recent years, it was declared the most influential or the the predominant genre. And so from there, I think there's an opportunity to correct the messaging that's putting that's being put out to also connect with other communities and, and more people within our community. So I say definitely. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate you uh, for joining me today on The Raw Report and let everybody know where they can find you online. Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at CJasminesp. CJasminesp? S-T. S-T. All right. Well, we appreciate you so much and um, please enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks so much, Robin. You too. Okay, take care. Uh, when we come forward, we've got a who's got next and what not to miss on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Okay, let me go ahead and, and address this really fast um, before we move on to who's got next, which we only got a few minutes left. Um Lavelle, uh, thank you for being so active in, in this conversation. Um, he says, while we while we keep pointing a finger, finger at hip hop, how about there should have already been an infrastructure for our community? The Black Panthers tried and that crumbled. When can we as blacks get it right? And my response is really, I think that's the bigger, that's the whole point. You know, when are we going to get it right? And in addition to that, when you think about, the civil rights movement and what used what was their purpose there was such a bigger purpose they were fighting for so much back then that now i feel as though even though we're still fighting on a bigger on a bigger level we're still fighting but on a smaller note people are only fighting for themselves it's going back to the point that i made earlier that we only tend to care about ourselves our immediate family just making sure that we're good we eat and not the community at large not helping those who are going to come behind us and so i think that is um that is a a huge uh problem andy go ahead um i mean real quick before we can uh be a collective unit it starts with the individual yeah you have to want to do better for yourself yeah you have to want to do better for yourself and you have to have a bigger reason you have to want something bigger than just yourself um and and unfortunately i don't think that is uh the case and i'm not sure how we get back there dj black 909 says don't blame hip-hop slash rap you got to blame corporate america i don't i'm not sure that i buy that either though because um there's so many we can point the finger at all different types of entities organizations and we can call that a problem however they 
I'm not naive. I know that there are things that we need to overcome when it comes to the man or when it comes to uh, organizations bigger than than us. Right. But at the end of the day, um, it does start with us. And we've done it before. Let's not act like we we haven't done it before. We know, as I was saying inside of our YouTube chat, we know as black people how to galvanize. We know how to organize. We know how to get it done. We we the, How long has the NAACP been here? We've done it before. Um, black Wall Street. We've done it before. So let's not act like we can't do it again. Let's go ahead and get into our uh, just a little bit of our Who's Got Next. This is Queen Nandy. Tell me what do you see now? I like a vibe And I love birds My name is Robin, like the bird Thanks mom (laughs) Like the bird And by the way, I am very much free like a bird I am free spirited like a bird Uh, I think high level like a bird I elevate my mindset like a bird So yeah, shout out to Queen Nandy for that song Um, Shout out to you all for joining me on the show today I had a great time and we are back again uh tomorrow doing the same thing same time same place and i appreciate you guys for uh sticking it in with me um you can't change the dial you already know who's up it is zoe williams the voice of reason coming with the fire show so don't change that dial i am your host robin Ayers, and remember today and every day forward to be a blessing <laughs>